Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everyone in between or irrespective of that binary, welcome to a very special episode of LGBTND, where the D stands for dice and every voice you hear is a member of the LGBT community. You can call me Andy because that's my name. I use he, him pronouns and I won't be your GM this week because y'all, we lost episode five. So, to make that up to people that have been following the storyline and do something a little bit different, Eve and Vanessa have agreed to join me today for a From Memory recap of Episode 5, which we recorded, give or take, about a month to a month and a half ago, and then we'll do a Q&A session. So hopefully that's fun. If not, feel free to skip on to episode six. Uh, Eve, Vanessa, would you like to introduce yourselves? Okay. Um, I'm Vanessa. Um, I play Jack Go slash Scarlet Web. Um, I use she, her pronouns. Jack uses they, them pronouns. And Eve? Hi, my name is Weaver. You can call me Eve. Uh, I play Hope. Um, For the most part, I don't really give a shit about my pronouns. I usually use she, her, they, them. Um, Hope, however, uses she, her pronouns almost exclusively. Okay. So, from memory, what do you all remember happened in issue number five? Okay. So, I remember, um, because I just listened to number four the other day, um, we left off with, I was dropping off Bex, Hope was going to help the others, and had said, Hope you can keep up, to, uh, Ty, and Ty was really yeah. upset about that, and Zaylor or Miraculous, and Invocation were going into the internet, and you guys had described it as, like, Ralph Breaks the Internet kind of internet, and Invocation summoned a centipede, which I don't remember the pun name for. I'm very sorry, Alexia. Um, it's okay. It was probably bad. <laughs> um, and then what I remember from episode five is Hope shows up on campus. And this might have actually been in four. But either way, Hope shows up on campus and is like, this wasn't four. Anyway, Hope shows up on campus and is like, hey, can you direct me to the Hurl building, which is Halcyon University Robotics Lab? And this kid was like, oh, my God, you're Hope. And it was just mostly useless, but did direct her to where she had to go. So then she goes to the robotics lab and is like looking around for uh, Miraculous and Invocation and Cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. Can I just point of clarification? That guy didn't point me out to the direction. It was literally because like the the shit exploded. Oh shit! Yeah. So yeah, that guy was just totally useless. Yeah, he was literally just like, <laughs> uh, I don't know, it's somewhere. And then there was like this explosion, and Hope just goes, "Never mind, I found it." <laughs> to be fair, you pick a random person on a college campus. You can't expect him to know where every building is. I, I'm biased because I went to a small college. We had like five like classroom buildings, so yeah, I knew where everything was. Um, they would but know, I know if that... they weren't weak. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so Hope like found the building and showed up and was like, "Okay, where's Miraculous and Invocation?" And they just weren't fucking there. And Hope's like, "Okay, this is awkward." 
Um, and the Miraculous Invocation are, like, fighting cyberpunk in the internet. And I don't remember everything that happened there. Um, but while they're doing that, Jack drops off Bex and then shows up um, at the school just, like, in their costume. And because I'm extra as fuck, Jack, like, just shows up, like in the window and just quietly like watches hope for a minute before basically asking like what's going on um and then yeah we couldn't find them for a little while and then the building starts to collapse and hope i think works on trying to like get people out of it while i use my webs to try and keep it standing and interrupt me if you remember what miraculous and invocation were doing because i do not unfortunately um i just remember that by the time they got out of the internet the building had collapsed and um jack webbed cyberpunk to keep him like locked up so he wouldn't run away and miraculous was a jerk and was just like wow you guys specifically hope uh, didn't stop this building no, from that was falling. Invocation. That was? Oh, yeah, that was Invocation. Yeah, that was Invocation, who was just, like, a total dick and was just like, well, we brought, we got Cyberpunk, and you had one fucking job, and how did you not stop this building from collapsing with your awesome, amazing, world-changing powers of, you know, having wings? Yeah, so Invocation was an asshole, <laughs> um, and just gave Hope a bunch of shit, and then, um, Jack just, or Scarlet Web just did not, like, stand up for Hope, um, which, like, they felt bad about, but at the same time, they were getting a phone call from their mom, so they just kind of, like, walked away from the conversation instead of standing up for Hope, um, even though it's fucking hard to stop a building from collapsing, like, even with my webs, it was not gonna fucking happen, but anyway, um, and I'd like to see Invocation try to, like, stop a building from collapsing with her summons, um, <laughs> Maybe Miraculous could wow. do it. Wow. Miraculous this could definitely salt. do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Jack just kind of like walked away to take yeah, the phone he, call. <laughs> like, Miraculous could do it. He would just end up with like, somehow he would end up with six conditions marked. <laughs> Three for failing the burn roll. And then two more from being like, guilty or something about something else happening. Um, yeah. Um, and then my mom, uh, dead named me, um, because she doesn't know that I am non-binary and, um, use Jack. Like, she knows I prefer Jack, but she's like, but I gave you such a pretty name. Jacqueline's such a pretty name. You should use it more. And I'm like, stop. <laughs> please so yeah <laughs> and uh yeah my mom was basically like where are you like i heard that like stuff went down at the football game and i don't know where you are and i'm like uh so then yeah hope was left feeling kind of terrible um and everything was just really awkward and jack's like okay i'm gonna bounce see you guys around <laughs> yeah and then I believe that was when Hope was just like, uh, catch y'all douchebags later. I'm going to go vent to Ty. Yeah. Let's see. I'm trying to remember. I know I'm really sad that we lost the uh, inside the internet fight because that was a lot of fun with the bug, like 
eating away at the bridges and stuff. And Kaiju Size Cyberpunk, I was a big fan of. Yeah, okay, nobody remembers this bug's name. But if you want to remember the bug's name, uh, go check out issue four. I'm 95% positive Alexia says it right towards the end. Yeah, she definitely does. Okay. Uh, Eve, did you have anything else you wanted to add to that very thorough recap? Honestly, I I think Vanessa kind of nailed it. Um, yeah, that was that was pretty pretty intense. Uh, the only what's that guy's name in Ant Man that is like Captain Exposition or whatever? Uh, Luis. Oh, yeah, he's played by um Michael Pena. Yeah, yeah, he's awesome. Just saying. Yeah, that's Vanessa now. I'm honestly so, very proud of that. <laughs> what were you saying before I cut you off, Eve? Oh, the only other thing that I remember is that um, there was one point where I literally like texted, well, where Hope texted and was just like, uh, Invocation Miraculous, where are you? And they literally just responded with, the internet? I think that was in the end of episode four. Was it? It could have been. I remember I'm, like, you... really. I'm bad at remembering specifics like that. Although I do remember that in episode five, that was also where they like destroyed a bunch of information in the internet. And it was literally yeah. just like texts and shit didn't go through. And a bunch of people were getting like error 404 screens. Yeah. Uh, I kind of mixed like Ralph Briggs, the internet and Digimon, the movie slash summer wars into one sort of abstraction of the internet. It was fun. <laughs> never seen that one i'll have to check it out which one the digimon oh really yeah good movie well two tv shows smashed into a movie anyway uh yeah i think that about covers us for issue number five unless there's anything that either of you want to add as i pull up our twitter questions uh I think that was it, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure that was it. I'm pretty sure we covered everything. Okay. So we posted on Twitter at LGBTDpod. Go follow us if you're not, so you can participate in future question and answer sessions if we decide to do more. Uh, asking for people's questions directed towards the cast and or the characters. I haven't actually read through any of these yet, so I'll be kind of picking them out at random. I also asked the two of you to bring questions to me or to the group on your own. So do we want to start with a Twitter question or did one of you have one that you wanted to start off with? So I literally don't know anybody like IRL who listens to the, the podcast, so I wasn't able to get any questions. Well, I mean, like, if you all wanted, if, like, if you all had questions for each other or for me or, like, things you want to talk about. But let's start off with a Twitter question just to kind of get the ball rolling here. Uh, Charlie at Magical underscore Pride asked, 
If you could fight any character, PC or NPC, who would you pick? And who would you not want to fight? Um, I have my answer for that one. Um, so the PC or NPC that I would want to fight is definitely that Night Kid. And I'm really hoping it happens. Because I want, I want someone to fucking tell Jack that he has been like picking on Zaylor and Jack will fuck his shit up in or out of costume. They don't care. You do not pick on Zaylor. Zaylor is baby. You're not a fan of the Golden Knight? No. Um, and the person I would not want to fight would definitely be Miraculous because I again, expected that. He is baby and I would feel bad. And he is also very powerful. <laughs> Punching Miraculous would be like Kicking a puppy. It would. Yeah. I would feel so bad. How dare he be this adorable? What about you? Have you got a, any of the characters you'd most like to punch in the face? I mean, I personally, yes. In character, also yes. So, personally, uh, it has to be Uncle Uncle Rob. You don't like Uncle Rob? He is such a punchable guy. Like, I think it's been said in the, like, in the Discord chat before, but you do an excellent job making him an unlikable douche. I excel at unlikable douchebag characters. <laughs> it's my wheelhouse. Andrew Don't know what that says about me as a person, but yeah, we're not yeah, going to yeah, unpack that. <laughs> uh... In character, Hope, I think, would want to punch after finding out, like, everything. Uh, yeah, that is, uh, slight spoilers, so I'm just gonna, like, put a bleep over that. Yeah, either that or, like, like, everything that I've got is, like, slight, slight spoilers. You're good. We'll just bleep over it and consider it, uh, building up hype for future episodes. And then okay. in the future, we can release an unedited version without the uh without the bleeps once that stuff is not spoilery anymore. Yeah. That would require more organization than I have in <laughs> recording this after I lost episode 5. Uh who or do you all have any favorite NPCs so far? Bax. Oh, I forgot to do who I wouldn't punch. Oh yeah, who would you not want to fight? Oh, fuck. Uh Oh god, what was his name? Uh, Recopotamus? Yeah, I don't think he's shown up yet either. That's next stupid. Oh, god damn it. Um, other than that, I think that the only other person where, where like, I think Hope just would not want to punch is, um, like, again, like, it's all fucking spoilers in my head, and that's horrible, because I'm trying not to, I'm trying not to do that. Um, I'm gonna have to go with, honestly, like, Miraculous as well. She might actually want to punch Jack. She just a little. Because like the one interaction she's had with Jack like out of costume was him just like running in and her being like, "Hey, how about you be careful cuz this is like a superpowered guy." And Jack was just like, "Shut up, slut." <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> they were not that mean. They just basically said that they expected better from you. <laughs> Didn't I have to take a powerful blow for that? Uh, that sounds about like me, yeah. <laughs> yeah, shut up. 
<laughs> uh, okay, let's move on. Uh, Kim slash Artemis Pruitt at Artemis Pruitt asks, what makes you laugh the most during recording? So um, I cheated a little bit. And I wrote down the questions and saw my answers to them. So I would have like notes and be prepared. Um, Nerd. So I'm um, trying to be like genuine and sincere and spur of the moment. Look, my Ooh. stuff is genuine and sincere. It's just also prepared. <laughs> um, so the things that make me laugh the most when we record is, uh, sorry, Andy, but whenever you fuck up saying something or whenever we annoy you, like when we were doing all the Pokemon heights and lengths and you were like, hey, remember that game we're playing right now? Masks, you know, that one. <laughs> um, and then whenever you like forget that I'm there and I just sit quietly and wait for you to realize. <laughs> that yes. has happened. I don't know why it's always you. I feel so terrible about that every time. <laughs> That's funny, though. <laughs> For me, it 100%, I know exactly what it is. It's when uh, you're delivering this, like, powerful monologue, and I'll just hear in the background, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my god, your dog just does it. And then you'll be like, we need to get her out of here. <laughs> and you get, like, so upset, and it's just so adorable. And then you just, it never works. Because then you'll resume, and then sure enough, like, ten seconds later, ah! My dogs have the worst timing when it comes to ruining all of my recorded moments. I fucking love it. As far as what makes me laugh the most, honestly, just, like, the tangents you all go off on, as much as I, like, have to put my foot down and like get us back to the plot because we only have x amount of time to record a lot of those are very funny and i love them and i'm gonna have to edit this out so she doesn't hear it but alexia's puns are very good i'm gonna tell her um you've got no proof <laughs> damn it you're right <laughs> vanessa back oh. me up we uh, didn't go through favorite NPCs so far. Vanessa said Vex, uh, slightly as expected. Um, I don't think Hope has actually interacted with very many NPCs, but I think that my favorite NPC so far, I think it's, I honestly think that it's been that, uh, the psychic girl, that the telekinetic girl. She was actually pretty interesting. Clara? Yeah, Clara Winslow? Yes. Yeah, she was actually pretty cool. She was a really interesting character. Um, I like that you all, like, talked her down instead of just punching. Kicking the shit out of her. Yeah. She was, that's kind of the reason that I liked her so much, though, is because it's like, I like those instances where it kind of shows off that it's like, you know, not to sound after school special e, but it's like, violence isn't always the answer. Fair. Uh, that's something I definitely want to work on implementing into masks more often. Uh, Vanessa, did you have any questions you want to throw out to break up the Twitter questions? Yeah, I'll throw out some of the, um, um, some of the off-Twitter questions I got. 
Oh yeah, so um, some of the ones that I got, uh, we'll start with, um, I guess just the first one. What is every character's go-to Chinese food order? Um, for Jack, uh, I mean, they are Chinese, so I don't think they really order Chinese food very much. Um, but I think that they, um, they like seafood. Um, so they would go with like shrimp lo mein or shrimp fried rice and definitely dumplings, but like steamed chicken dumplings. So for me, I think that like, I think Hope would be one of those people who would be like, you know, she likes that like Americanized style. So I think that she's just going to be like, oh, you know, like orange chicken and chow mein. Something like really simple and kind of like almost stereotypical. Yeah, I was just going to say for some reason Bex is popping out at me as an orange chicken fan. Yeah, it's the most popular dish. Personally, I like chicken karage. One that Vanessa posted that I'm interested in is when will Hope appear in a feature film? Uh, <laughs> I saw that one and I was kind of hoping that we would skip it because I'm not entirely sure and I don't know if that's up to me. I mean, would Hope be interested in that? Is that something she wants to do? Absolutely. Because I think that especially lately, Hope is kind of... So this isn't too spoilery, but um, it's something that you'll understand more and more as time goes by. But it's definitely something where it's like she feels a lot of pressure and she feels a lot of inadequacy as a superhero. And so she's kind of remembering fondly these days of like, I remember back when everything was simple, when I would just be like on stage and people liked that. And I, you know, I know that I know how to do that. And I know that I'm good at that. And so I think that it's definitely a possibility. It's definitely something that she would want to do, uh, especially if it was like, if it was like a musical or if it was like, something dramatic. I think that she would really get into that. Uh, I don't know if Hope is the type where she would be particularly good at being like a comedy, comedy actress. I almost called her a comedy queen. Fair. Uh, there's another one here that though Justin is not with us in physicality, he's with us in spirit. Uh, is Zaylor going to stand up for Asians everywhere and punch someone for calling Corona the Chinese virus? And I asked Justin this one before we started, and he told me that Zaylor would launch them into the sun rather than punch them. So, good. And speaking as Jack, who is Chinese, uh, yeah, they would also kick some ass. <laughs> Apparently, the corona is part of the sun. I don't know sun things. Justin is giving me the finger guns of approval. So, you know, <laughs> there's a pun the in there. Like, it's the ring around the sun. The ring of light around the sun, where it's like between the surface and where it goes dark. Yeah, I oh. barely passed my astronomy class, as the evidenced by the fact. part of the sun's atmosphere. I almost just called it astrology, so. <laughs> I didn't pass astrology because I don't know the names of the planets, and I'm not good at, like, what's that, the physics stuff. 
Mercury was in Gatorade and it just wasn't working for me. I mean, did you hear about that one, like on The Bachelor, that one guy, he was just like, I'm an astronomer. And that girl goes, mm, well, I'm a Gemini. Nice. And it's like, you dumb bitch. I love it. Like, I want that to be on purpose. Okay, so another one from Kim at Artemis Pruitt on Twitter that really interests me <laughs> is summarize yourself and then your character in five words. How do they compare slash differ? Vanessa, since you take notes and shit, I'll ask you to go first. This is actually the one I had most trouble with, and I only had to, like, halfway done. Um, so for myself, um, this also helps because I recently played Jackbox, and they have that one game where it's called Role Models. And the three words that it gave me were literary, challenging, cutie. And I think that really applies to me. Um, but I also added creative and disaster. So that's also very applicable. Um, for Jack, um, the words would be more like athletic, uh, responsible. Um, I think dedicated would be a good one for them as well. Um, I'm not sure what to do about the other two, but we're already obviously very different people. Um, I'm much more flighty and Jack is much more like focused, though we are both nerds enough to take notes, um, and do shit like this. <laughs> but yeah, and Jack also just very much takes a lot better care of themselves than I do. That's a mood. Oh, God, is it my turn? Yep. Eve, tell the class a fun fact about yourself. Uh, okay, so the, the five words that I came up for, with for myself are... Uh, now, I, I correct me if I'm wrong. Correct me if any of these don't, don't seem accurate. Except the first one, fuck you, Andy. Uh, like, hot, dumb, gay, wine aunt. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> That's that's pretty accurate. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so yeah, that I feel like that uh really encapsulates who I am as a person. It speaks to me on an emotional level. It speaks to me on like it's it's part of my soul. Um if you take anything away from this podcast, let it be that. Um I just want to point out you're not stupid. There's no, a I didn't... difference between stupid and dumb. Yeah, no, I'm not, I, like, I can hold a good conversation, but then it's just, like, if you flirt with me, I'll have no fucking clue. And if you say something, like, like, 100%, if you say something that's even remotely close to a dick joke, you know where my brain is going. Because <laughs> it's, like, my, my brain is split into, like, I don't have a left and right hemisphere. My, my brain is split into these weird things where it's, like, this academic nerd and like the horniest drag queen you've ever met i just wanted to like point that out before we get people on twitter and they're like eve you're not stupid and i'm like no she's dumb yeah there's a difference there's a difference <laughs> like there's nothing wrong with being dumb i'm dumb as fuck welcome to lgbt and d where the d stands for dumb as fuck 
I don't think that's the first time we've made that joke. No, it's <laughs> fucking not. <laughs> we had a dumb off. We've had dumb offs before on this game, and it's not pretty. Um, at least not as pretty as I am. Mm. <laughs> uh, uh, let's move on and talk about hope. Uh, for hope, I so I'm having a little bit of like. I I worry that hers is a little one note because hers is like friendly, warm, kind. Uh, and then for the last two, I'm just going to say like emotional breakdown. That's fair. I feel like I'd probably throw like, I'd, I'd say insecure, but I feel like that's, every mask's character because they're teenagers. Yeah. But I don't know. It feels kind of almost centralized to her arc so far. Yeah, it's like especially relevant to her. So I have tried to because I I have very tangentially, very minimally been in that situation of like having that taste of fame and it really does make you insecure because you're kind of left with this feeling of like you know, eventually people are going to realize that I'm nothing special and everybody's going to fucking leave. Um, I got ahead of that curve and I just sabotaged myself. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it does that to you. It makes you insecure because you're constantly worried about like what other people think. And I'm trying to like really play that up for hope. Uh, that's also just, I've, I also think that that's one of the reasons that I gave her just the wings is because I really wanted to kind of like, have that concrete like that almost that knife in her back of just like you don't even get powers like you don't even get real powers you just have wings nice i'm mean to my characters were there any other questions you all had or had farmed from somewhere else before i go back to more twitter questions um I and mean, we can ask the last one that i got from discord um, because it's just silly. Um, has Jack considered using a complicated straw contraption so they can eat with their mask on? Um, this isn't really like spoilery, but I think we talked about um Jack getting like a milkshake while the rest of the team got food, like actual food. I think that's just basically what Jack is gonna do from now on. Until they eventually, hopefully, maybe reveal their identity to the rest of the team. It's just going to be like milkshakes and soft drinks. That's got to make cleaning the mask really unpleasant. It just smells like old milk in there. <laughs> Especially for a milkshake where it's just like like you drink a milkshake. It's now all over that mouth part of the mask. And then it's like you go off and fight a bad guy for what two hours. What do you think that they're going to be doing? No, it's going to have like a straw. They're just going to drink through the straw. They're not just going to pour milkshake on their face. No, I imagine that it's like, it's still, you still have like a, a part of your mask that's now just filtering milkshake. Why? How sloppy do you think Jack is? I thought they were going to, like, roll the mask up to, like, just under their nose. Yeah, like, basically. No, I imagine that they were literally just, like, through the mask. Like, like, you just see those straws just kind of dip into the mouth, and then they just drink through the mask. 
No, it's it's, it's gonna be like like they like roll their mask up a little bit and then just kind of lift it up until like the straw can get underneath, and then just yeah, like yeah, just drink through the straw. See, that's boring. Yeah, but it also means my mask doesn't smell like old milk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Alice Lily Kira at Magical Girl Kira. Uh, asked one that is a little bit self-indulgent for me. Uh, what's part of the setting that you are looking forward to exploring? Um, oh, okay. So I, um, for this one, I would love to have an away game where, like, like the uh, first of the newest uh, Spider-Mans where he has to go to, like, the fucking... Washington or whatever and deal with shit. I would love to have an away game where Scarlet Web has to like deal with something on their own. Um and maybe hopefully realize how badly they need the team and maybe finally open up on their like their identity. Who knows? We'll see. But yeah, I would love to to do that. To just have like a solo thing. You just gave me an idea for a one shot. Good. I like this. What about you, Eve? Anything in particular you'd like to throw out there? Honestly, I kind of, like, as weird as this is to say, I really want to see uh, our team in more of the, like, in the school setting. Like, just us as students. Because we have so many different personalities. And so we, we basically have, like, two people whose powers could functionally end the world. And then we have someone whose identity is a complete secret. And then we have a celebrity. Like having all of those people sitting together, like at, at a lunchroom table and just having to interact with like the world. I don't know. That sounds, that would just be really, really interesting to me. Yeah. Definitely like episode two, which is our big school episode so far is one of my favorites and not just because i say that shakespeare is acquired taste that whole shakespeare conversation was honestly like i didn't think it would go on that long i thought it would <laughs> just be like a quick one-off line and then you just kept rolling with it and i'm like oh god i'm not gonna be able to keep up with this <laughs> i have an english degree i don't know what to tell you <laughs> I have a lot of opinions about Shakespeare. While we are sort of stroking my ego here, I've got a question I wanted to ask you all. So far, what's been your favorite or most unexpected plot development that I've thrown at you? Like, has there been a moment that you've just been, like, hit by? Yeah. Is is this it the is, spoilery one, Eve? Yeah, this is gonna be entirely spoiler. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, gee, I wonder what it could fucking be. I don't know, maybe the fact that I'm <laughs> Well, gonna have to censor that out. Yeah. Okay, in the first five episodes. That's my revenge for you for you pulling that shit. Is me having me making you do a little extra work. <laughs> So, Vanessa, do you have a moment from the first five episodes? Um, 
Or is it the spoilery one? I mean, it's definitely, like, spoilery stuff would be my actual favorite, but um, going from not spoiler stuff, I would say... I think just the fact that you, like, introduced Bex so early, um, I was not expecting that, because you messaged me, you're like, what's Jack's type? And I had to, like, think about that for a while, and then I gave you, like, that whole rundown, and then literally next episode, you were like, so yeah, you're doing this scene with this girl and i'm like okay sure that's cool you know this makes sense it's a very high school and then like we're in the cafeteria and it's just like yeah she wants to talk about something obviously but she's scared to say it and i'm like is this going where i think it's going and then she like asked if we wanted to go to like homecoming together and i'm like oh shit like yeah definitely but oh shit (laughs) like i was just not expecting that Yeah, 3,000%. If I ask you a question, expect it to show up, like, within the next two to three issues. I will remember that. Also, if you ever get a message that just says, how much do you trust me? Be afraid. (laughs) I think I've gotten that message. I think you have. I know Alexia has. I got that message when... uh, Last last season with Nightshade. What did I do to Nightshade? Um, I think that might have been when you depowered her. No, because that one was kind of spur of the moment. Yeah. And I feel like that was mostly your call. Well, that was because uh, Ruby's powers kind of went overboard. And we were just like, oh, yeah, this could be really interesting. If it was like a, you know, for a little while kind of thing. And then we were just like, oh, no, this is like. The new thing. And it's like, oh well, fuck. Um I don't remember. Anyway, I'm sure it'll come back to us at some point. Yeah, probably. On the flip side of that, has there been any kind of plot twist that I've thrown at you or anything like that that hasn't sat well or has like pissed you off? No. Not that I can think of, no. Sweet, I'm perfect. Let's move on. Uh, <laughs> that that one right there. That plot <laughs> twist. So, one thing I always like asking people whenever they do Q and A's: How has your character differed from concept to where they're at now? Like when you sat down and imagined Scarlet Web and Hope, are they pretty much the same as what you've played them as, or have they changed in any? major ways so when i first created scarlet web it was for another game as for a play-by-post that crashed and burned um but when i originally made them they were um using she her pronouns and i think i still accidentally had that on my character sheet and had to change it um but like as i was developing um Scarlet Web for that game, I decided that they were non-binary and that they them was more appropriate because it just it felt right for the character. And then coming into this game, um I already had that established, but I am finding out um that as much as I love Jack, they do some problematic shit in order to keep their identity safe. 
um, which I wasn't expecting that, but I'm like, I'm here for it and exploring that and like having Jack change. Um, like that whole conversation with Leanne where Jack was just like, you don't tell my secret and I won't tell yours. And Leanne was like, are you blackmailing me? And when Jack heard in those terms, Jack was like, that's terrible. No, I'm not doing that. That's really shitty. I'm sorry. I take that back. Um, but also but yeah. kind of yes. But yeah, but yeah, I'm also kind of yes. But um, like I won't go to like that extreme, but just please don't tell people. <laughs> No, that sounds horrible and disgusting. Let's call it extortion. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's been interesting to explore. I'm like, hmm. Jackie, you should probably just tell people before you, like, go off the deep end. Nah. I mean, if your character's not making morally gray at best choices, <laughs> are you really playing masks? <laughs> very true that is uncomfortably true so what about you eve has there been anything that you'd consider a big change between hope as a concept and hope as we've seen her so far honestly i kind of imagined hope as like when i was creating her i kind of imagined her as like this happy-go-lucky kind of character um who occasionally had like insecurity problems and like emotional problems and in reality that's been kind of flipped like in game it's been flipped so it's like she's an emotionally insecure person and occasionally she's happy-go-lucky but I also didn't imagine that she was going to be like the de facto leader like I really didn't build her to be the leader yeah that was i remember us having a conversation about that because i know in the previous season you guys had voted for like ruby to be like the default leader and listening to that i was just like mm, i don't like this as like a masks thing because in every game of mass it's always just been like okay who's the leader in the moment so when it came time um that we had that conversation for this season um, I was just like, I think we should avoid that and we should just have like, who is the leader in the moment? But every time it has been hope, um, because hope is just always the one stepping forward and taking charge. And I actually just recently re-listened to episode one and Jack literally does not say words until like they're being pulled off the bridge because hope just saved them and even then they only say thank you i'm like as like responsible and like in control as jack is like of themselves as a hero they're very like quiet so they might just kind of like do things but it's it's going to be hard for them to take like a leadership role because they're not the kind of person that gives orders um so yeah, it's just always kind of been hope because Jack is quiet, um, miraculous as baby, and I feel like Invocation is probably the next person that would like step up as leader. Yeah, that's honestly what was in my head was that it's just like, shouldn't Invocation be the leader? Because it's like, she's way more powerful, she's way more capable. I think the only difference between hope and Invocation is that hope kind of has this idea of like, uh, uh, don't really tell people what to do, but just be like, hey, if you could do this and then like build them up and be like, cause you're great at it. 
Um, so I think that that's kind of Hope's shtick is that she just kind of like, she tries her best to not come off as like the entitled starlet of just like, you're going to do this because I'm a star. I also feel like Hope just like takes things more, takes things more seriously than Invocation does. So like Hope isn't necessarily always going to be the leader, but like, look at the rest of the team. That's ouch. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I love all of your characters, but Hope is about your only, like, Hope is the closest thing you all have to having her shit together. Yeah, that's very true. Most of that is just because she feels like she has to... It's it's an act. She feels like she has to portray that. That's fair. Still not a dynamic I was prepared for, though. Fair enough. On a different note, Alice at Magical Girl Cura asks, what's the best pun that Invocation has come up with so far? And I will stand true to my line that they're all equally bad. File a buff. Yeah, I really like File a buff. Um, I think that was the best one, though. I, of course, love Ham Solo. I think File File Buff is like the OG. Yeah. Mary Hoppins caught me off guard. What was the chameleon? Uh, but also that's spoilers. That one was also really, really good. But yeah, Flya LaBeouf and Mary Hoppins were my favorite. Those are my absolute favorite. But Flya LaBeouf will always be that. Like, Flya LaBeouf is Bay. Yeah, I gotta agree. Flya LaBeouf is Bay. But I think after Flya LaBeouf for me, it's gonna be... My number two is Mary Hoppins. <laughs> so one of our patrons, Nick, at Chainsaw Wombat on Twitter, asked, if your character had a theme song, what would it be? This is like I'm I'm actually trying to like think over all the songs that I know and my brain is just coming up with like musicals, like songs from musicals <laughs> and just being like, this fits, and it's just like, yeah, it does. But also like there's 60 other songs that fit. So I think that for me, the best song for Hope would be um This Is Me from the uh, Greatest Showman soundtrack. Oh, that's fair. I like that one. Because it's like, it's upbeat, it's driven, it's intense, but it's also like, it starts off by being like, there's darkness in the world. But then it gets like, happy. And it gets like, you know, we're not going to let it get us down. And we're not going to like, bow down to people who are just like, treating us horribly. Plus, I like this, this, the line, uh, we are warriors, that's what we've become. And I think that's appropriate. Sorry, I'm looking up lyrics because I'm going through the playlist and right now I have it narrowed down to three, possibly two. Well, what are the three? Maybe we can help. Okay, so no, not that one. Um, So the two that I've narrowed it down to are Retrograde by James Blake and My Body is a Cage. I would like to start this off by saying that I know none of those songs. Okay, so uh, Retrograde by James Blake, um, I actually found because it's in uh, Tales from the Borderlands as either an intro or like an exit song. Um, But basically, um, the thing that really resonates with me for Jack is um, the chorus, I'll wait, so show me why you're strong, ignore everybody else, we're alone now. 
Um, and then um, another part is it says, suddenly I'm hip is this darkness of the dawn and your friends are gone when your friends won't come. So show me where you fit. So show me where you fit. And I just feel like that really speaks to how much Jack tries to be in control and prove themselves, but also how alone they feel in the situation because like they know that they have their family and Bex and like their softball team who's really supportive and um like the hopefuls who are also really supportive but they they feel like they can't be completely themselves around any of the groups and that's very isolating and then uh, my body is a cage by monarchy the lyrics that really resonate with me is my body is a cage that keeps me from dancing with the one i love but my mind holds the key I'm standing on a stage of fear and self-doubt. It's a hollow play, but they'll clap anyway. Um, so again, it's just a lot of like, Jack is really like isolating themselves when they don't necessarily need to. Um, and it's really up to them to open up and make their situation better. And right now they're just not doing it because um, they're just worried that once they open up to like any of their like circles of friends or family or whatever that everything is going to spread beyond their control and there will be consequences that they really don't want to happen jack stuff is sad i wouldn't do mean things to any of your characters <laughs> sure i definitely believe you i don't <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's see. Couple questions left. If you had to reimagine your character as a different playbook, what playbook would you choose and why? And what about them would change? That is from Gnome at Grey Knight 19 on Twitter. Um, so I have an answer prepared for this one. Um for Jack, okay. Um, so for Jack, I would definitely make them either a protege or a legacy because my biggest thing that I wanted for them was like the obligations and the responsibility to other people, um, and just like struggling to live up to other people's expectations or just be different things to different people. And I feel like I could also do that with a protege or a legacy. Um, I think if Jack were a protege, they would be completely like out and open to their mentor. And that would probably be a very good relationship for them to have, to, like at least have one person that knows every aspect of them um, and like every identity that they have that they could talk to. Um, but if they were a legacy, um, I would probably have like the person that is either next in line or that's still like active jack would be out to them um but would probably keep a lot of things hidden from the person that is like retired and judgmental because they're judgmental definitely stuff we can keep in mind for the future i think for hope i would go for um 
So the first one is going to be like super like expected. And then I think the second one, which is kind of like a little bit, I feel like it would be more fun, but less appropriate. Uh, so the first one is Beacon, because I feel like that's, I'm kind of playing like if a beacon played a star. I can um, say that. So I I feel like that's appropriate. Like that would be like an appropriate shift. Um, however, if I really wanted to like have fun and I really wanted it to be a little bit more, uh, I don't want to say true to the character, but a little bit more like appropriate for the character or a little bit more fun for the character, I would probably go for a bowl. Interesting. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Because I kind of feel like it's it's a combination of like, Hope is exactly what she's been created to be. Like, Hope was, I don't want to say built, but she was like trained. She was taught. She was more or less programmed to behave the way that she does and to do the things that she does. And she experiences like, you know, oh, you're supposed to do X, Y, and Z because that's what's expected of you. That's what we trained you for. And she experiences a lot of instances of like, people betraying her or people who she didn't like before suddenly liking her and suddenly she likes them. And so I feel like the bull's heart would also be very appropriate. Um, so I think that that's kind of like where I'm at with that. I really don't like, I think that it would be very, very difficult because I think that like to balance the power aspect because hope isn't a very physical character. And so I think that it would be very difficult to like, play a bull that's not like the most aggressive character but I think that it would be very interesting and I think that it would give me the opportunity to kind of play up the idea that it's like is hope more than a sum of her parts I like that idea yeah I didn't I didn't like expect that so but it makes a lot of sense after you explained it mm-hmm like, I think that there's going to be, like, so many comments on Twitter that are just like, shut up, you pretty just slight. And it's just like, no, I will not. I refuse I to get over myself. I think people are much meaner than they actually are, at least in, like, <laughs> the mass Twitter community. Yeah, like, everybody in the Twitter community, everybody in the masks community so far has just been incredibly sweet. Except for the fact that, like, a lot of people have no fucking clue who I am, which is just like, <laughs> so they'll just be like, oh, it's so nice to meet you. Are you new? And I'm like, thanks. Thank you. Like, no, it's fine. I'm friends with DJ. <laughs> That's everyone's claim to fame now. Either we're friends with Andy or we're friends with DJ. Well, to be fair, I'm friends with DJ and I got him into this. <laughs> so. Everyone's friends with DJ. Eight degrees yeah. of separation. <laughs> if you Call don't know. number. If you don't know who we're talking about, go check out uh, Paradigm Academy and you'll hear some familiar voices. At least two of them. Th three of them? Well, isn't it literally the people sitting here right now? I mean, three is at least two. <laughs> How many Earths do you think you can fit into the sun? At least six. <laughs> You're not wrong. Looks up at stars. There's probably at least a hundred of those. <laughs> that's fair okay we've gotten to a point where I'm out of questions do you no, all more have questions on Twitter what more questions are there I thought we missed the questions 
Okay, so we had all the questions. Uh, Drew Forest Ape Tillman uh, recently posted, "What's every main character's favorite food and drink combo?" Oh, I missed that completely. That's not on my feed. Then, bad guy also posted, "What playbooks have you all played? What ones do you want to play in the future or play again?" In Vanessa's case, this bad guy is a friend of mine, and he knows that I've played every playbook. <laughs> um. And then, uh... Well, let's do it one at a time. Well, I was gonna say, one yeah. at a time. We gotta <laughs> answer them. Okay, so the first one was food and drink combo? Yes, what is every main character's favorite food and drink combo? So for Hope, I think that I, I have a pretty good idea of what she would be. She would probably do, like, the sushi rolls that come in, like, the mini bento boxes, and then just, like, a thing of, like, you know that iced lemonade where it's, like, I don't even know how to describe it, where it's basically like crushed ice and then just like lemon juice poured over it. No, but that sounds good. It's it's everywhere if you go to Disneyland. It's like everywhere. And it's really good. Do you mean but just yeah. like a snow cone? Or like an icy? It's kind of like an icy, except that the chunks are a little bit bigger. It's not quite like mush. It's more like... It's it's like a it's like lemonade, but with just like a lot of crushed ice in it. It's like ninety percent crushed ice, and then like ten percent lemonade. And then like as the crushed ice melts, it just makes it. It just it's just more lemonade. Huh. Sounds good. That's kind of what's in my head for hope. Sushi in one of those. Okay, so I had to look some stuff up for Jack because Jack eats much better than I do. So they probably like some healthy shit. Um. <laughs> So I think um, for, like, a nice dinner, um, I found this recipe for linguine with avocado, tomato, and lime. And that sounds like some shit that Jack would really like um, that I would hate because I literally, when I eat spaghetti, I have just butter and salt and that's it. Um, what? Yeah, I'm I'm basic as fuck. Um <laughs> And then I think this is something that Jack would prepare for themselves that they would really like. I found a recipe for steak and broccoli protein pots. And it's legit just like, or it's described as, these protein pots feature steak with a tasty Japanese twist served with whole grain rice and a zing of sushi ginger. Um, And they only take like 20 minutes to make. And I'm like, that is definitely something that Jack would make for themselves for like their fucking meal prep for like lunch during the week. And I'll like, eat the hell out of that. Well, then I'll share the recipe here, because um, this is not something I would ever eat. But here you go. Oh yeah, and then for um, drinks, uh, um, Jack is definitely like a like smoothie person. Um, they do a lot of like gross ass vegetable ones, probably with like <laughs> kale and shit. Um, but I think, like, as a treat, they'll make themselves, like, a strawberry banana, like, smoothie, and they really like that. Okay, and then the other one is from BadGuy1016 on Twitter. Uh, what playbooks have you all played? What ones do you want to play in the future? Or play again in Vanessa's case? So, Vanessa, you've already revealed that you've played everything. I have played every playbook at least once. Um, several of them, my favorite ones, multiple times, um, such as like Delinquent, Scion. I've done a few Legacies. Um, so really, like 
a better question for me is what I wouldn't play um, because I would literally just play anything again. Um, I would like to give like Newborn and Nomad another try because for both of those it was I didn't really get to explore them as much as I wanted to. Um, <clears throat> and I'd like to really see how like the interesting mechanics in those play out. Um, I'm currently playing a Harbinger, and I have like one or two more episodes of that um, that need to be recorded. So I think I'm good on that one for a little bit. Um, but the only one that I really wouldn't play in the near future is the Star. Um, not because like I hate the Star. I mean, granted, I was one of those people that was like, I don't like the Star. But honestly, I, in my opinion, Eve has redeemed it. Your hope is just so good. Um, and it, it makes up for a lot of the shitty stars I've run into. Yeah, I've told that story, I believe, multiple times. I'm not sure if any of it's made it to air or it's been on Twitter. Because I am a goddamn mess and don't know what I just think and what I actually put out into the world. But... <laughs> I remember setting up for this season. Eve was like, oh, I think I want to play the star. And I'm like, my challenge to you is to make them not shitty. <laughs> I believe your phrasing was try to play them not as a douchebag. Yeah, that tracks. And gotta say, you've really knocked it out of the park. I don't know yeah. how far hope is from your original concept of a star. but Actually not very. Because I kind of, I don't know, I don't know where people are getting this idea that it's just like stars would be douchebags. Because in my head, it's just like, think about your favorite celebrity. That's a good like, point. Because it's just like, 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 I based her very heavily off of like, like Kesha and like Jamila Jamil and like, uh, uh, like Nikki from Nikki Tutorials, where it's like people who are very like happy and they know what's right and they know what's wrong and they're willing to stand up for themselves but at the same time they're also very positive and they're not douchebags i'm i'm seeing a lot of jamila jamil in hope now that you mention it shout out to jamila if you listen to our podcast just, <laughs> you know drop us a line on twitter and be like hey listen to this podcast People Fucking listen right. to you. Promote us. <laughs> I would, like, lose my mind. I would absolutely... Like, there would be one episode where it's just, like, you would start off by literally just being like, so we found out that Jamila Jamila listened to this podcast, and then the rest of the podcast would just be me screaming. <laughs> the rest of the podcast would be me screaming. <laughs> we could just scream in tandem. It'll just be an, an hour and a half of just the both of us screaming. That's some good shit. Uh, so, Eve, what playbooks have you played, and what ones would you like to play in the future? Uh, I have done The Transformed. I've done The Outsider, uh, The Star. Um... <sighs> oh, geez. I technically got to play The Legacy for a little bit. Um... Right now, I think that's it. I'm still fairly new. Um, oh, and the Doomed. Duh. I play Calico in Paradigm. Yeah. Uh, God, that was a dumb moment for me. Okay. 
Um, hey, we're not advertising other podcasts on here. They ain't paying us for advertising. That's we fair. already did kind of shout out Paradigm, though, when we talked about DJ, like, That's 10 fair. minutes Shh. ago. <laughs> Don't use my own words against me. <laughs> there are three playbooks that I really, 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 really badly want to play. And I'm like, I can never... I have, like, such anxiety about playing them because I am I feel like I'm just not going to do them justice. Uh, one is that I want to play the um, uh, the Innocent because that seems so much fun. Mm-hmm. I already have, like, an idea for a character, too, and I'm like, I kind of hate how much I love that idea. Um, I want to play the uh, uh, the Joined. Because that oh. also sounds really, really fun. Yeah, I like the joined. I almost, fun fact, did the joined with Alexia uh, when we did our, our Space Lesbians. That would have tried. The reason that we ultimately decided against it is because we wanted to have our powers be complementary instead of the same thing. Oh, okay, that makes sense. That was, like, literally the only reason. Um but other than that, the other one that I want to play is I want to play the delinquent. I really want to try the delinquent. Fun. I've never gotten to play the delinquent. So yeah, the delinquent, the innocent, and uh, the joined. Those are the three that I really, really, really want to play. So, um, I, the reason why I wouldn't play a star again or at least not for a while, is because all my star ideas just end up really, really lackluster. Um, I just haven't had a made like made a good star yet. But I would also really like to play Innocent um, sometime soon because I have an Innocent like concept and like character ready to go. Um, <clears throat> it's a lot of like gay trauma though, so that's why I'm just kind of like holding on to it and being quiet about it. Um, and then I also have a brain and a protege that I would like to play sometime soon, hopefully. I have an idea mm-hmm. for, like, a future game. You, we could, like, get together and we could either do, like, you could play the star or you could play the innocent and then I could play the joined and we could be, like, a duo. That would be really good. I like that. That would be so much fun. <laughs> Andy, start up another game. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. I'll just... <laughs> You know, start up an 18th podcast. <laughs> yes. Fucking do it. Hey, if enough people donate to our Patreon at patreon.com slash LGBTD that I could quit my job and run podcasts full time, I would legitimately make 40 hours of podcast content a week. BRB going to go sign up for our Patreon right now. Uh, Probably a lot more. But that is going to be our transition out of this because we've been going for a little bit over an hour now and I think we've pretty much covered just about everything uh, unless you all have anything to add. I mean, there were more questions on Twitter, but I totally understand if you want to stop. Okay. Are there more questions? Yes, there are. So from Kim slash Artemis Pruitt, there was what's one thing your character absolutely couldn't go a day without? I'm going to... We're going to have to cut this off because I don't (laughs) want to edit like three hours of audio. Vanessa, I'll let you pick one more question that you want to ask. 
Oh, well then, yeah, it's definitely going to be that one. What could your character absolutely couldn't go a day without? Um, and for Jack, that would be their morning alone time. Because um, they wake up very, very early, regardless of how late they were up. Just so they can have, like, 30 minutes to an hour just to themselves, doing whatever they want. Just in, like, quiet contemplation or, like, listening to music. And that honestly is what gives them, like, life and energy for the rest of the day. I think if Jack didn't have that, they would just be a fucking hot mess for the rest of the day. That sounds about right. What about Hope? What's the one thing that she wouldn't be able to go a day without? Uh, I'm going to say interaction with her team. Because she puts so much of her, like, self-worth into her team and so much of, like, who she is into her team that if she had to go, like, more than a day without some kind of interaction, I think that that would eventually just, like, that would wear on her. Fair enough. Okay, so I will maybe edit some kind of outro in here or maybe I'll just throw it to our outro. Oh, wait, no, before I call this to an end, we're part of a podcast network, y'all. Yeah. Wow, that was that was the most Kentucky thing I've ever said. <laughs> uh, y'all come back now next week, you hear? Uh, but no, we're part of a podcast network called Be Gay Roll Dice. So after our in credit, er, uh, yeah, after our in credits scene, yeah, we're a fucking Marvel movie now. After our outro theme, uh. Stay tuned. We have an ad for one of our sibling podcasts, uh, Dungeons and Queers. Check them out and check out uh, our podcast network that we're a part of, Be Gay Roll Dice. They are on Twitter. I don't know what the Twitter handle is, but I'm sure if you search Be Gay Roll Dice, it'll come up, probably. Yeah, it's legit just at Be Gay Roll Dice. In all caps. Yep. All right. You'll notice it if you find Rainbow Dice. Yeah. Look for at Be Gay Roll Dice. Check out some of our sibling podcasts uh, like Dungeon Wives, Shadows of St. Fleur, uh, Dice Will Roll. There's a bunch of great queer, LGBT+, plus, whatever uh, adjective you prefer, podcasts out there. And you should go check them out and give them your support. Because times are hard right now and people need to support each other. So yeah, yeah. be chill, be cool, tweet nice things. And if I could also just point out that... Exquirience Points is a podcast on the network as well, just because I really like that name. <laughs> That's a very good name. <laughs> I'm literally having like an out-of-body experience because of that fucking name. <laughs> you know, when you've got to step your game up. When you need to level up as a gay, you need to learn more Exquirience Points. Hey there. My name is Sophie Lesnay Redacted. My name is Mara Sunshine. My name is Joe Alias. If you're like us, you love fantasy, sci-fi, and all other forms of fiction. 
Also, if you're like us, you can't stand that the entirety of those genres get dominated by incredibly boring and interchangeable cis, white, abled, straight, male protagonists. Stories like that just weren't relatable to us. So we started making our own. Come join us at Dungeons and Queers, a podcast where we play tabletop RPGs like D&D and Interstitial, and focus on creating stories with diverse characterization and good representation of marginalized groups. We try to tell serious stories in a lighthearted way, focusing on themes like overcoming loss, finding your true family, and subverting your fascist government at every opportunity. Find Dungeons and Queers wherever you listen to podcasts if you're interested in hearing stories about people like you. Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network.